You are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on a Thursday edition of the podcast. BYU Fall Camp is in the books. We'll talk with our insider, get some of his thoughts on the final scrimmage of BYU Fall Camp, what he took away from yesterday's practice for the Cougars. We'll also talk about some news coming out from BYU's Italian tour, which is not of the good variety, as it appears that there has been an injury that could shake up the lineup for BYU at least in the early part of the season. We'll talk about that on today's show, as well as getting to a conversation with BYU cornerbacks coach Gennaro Guilford. Had a chance to catch up with him, talk about his position group, which is really under a microscope with some of the attrition in terms of players and also just their ability to hold up against the pass. We'll talk with BYU cornerbacks coach Gennaro Guilford on today's edition of Locked On Cougars. The show today brought to you by our title sponsor on this program, Deseret First Credit Union. They're trying to find out what each of their members why is and we'll tell you what they're offering our listeners as well as today's podcast rolls on so with that let's get going this is the locked on cougars podcast for august 22nd 2019 What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And despite what one listener who gives that rating and review and thinks I'm a Ute fan doing a BYU podcast, it's a pleasure to be with you. Um, if you saw that on social media, I tweeted out the link to it. A guy said that I was a rival fan doing a BYU podcast, which is very far from the truth considering I'm a BYU alum and I grew up around the BYU football program. But hey, You do you, Mr. Anonymous Poster. Anyways, with that, let's get going here. Let's talk some BYU football. Fall camp is officially in the books. BYU is officially shifting into game week mode beginning today, a week out from their game against the University of Utah. It's crazy to think it's just a week away, but it has been a long, hot summer, and I'm very excited to see this team finally hit the field and see what they've got against the University of Utah crazy to think, like I said, that seven days away, but BYU had their final scrimmage of fall camp yesterday. Um, an interesting scrimmage format, talking with our insider who's been out to most of these practices, etc. He said that the format yesterday, and those of you that were at the scrimmage, I know some Cougar Club members, etc., were in attendance at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. It was the first team offense versus the scout team defense, and the first team defense versus the scout team offense. So, uh, not much in terms of seeing a uh, true competition between ones versus ones or ones versus twos, etc. And Kalani Sataki said in his post-practice comments, it was all kind of put in an effort to make sure guys stayed healthy. And I completely understand that. You don't want to have guys go down to injury. Uh, and I, it's smart. At this point, you lose a guy this week, well, you might as well look at saying, okay, well, we're going to be without a guy for the for a good chunk of the season because you're only a week away from the season kicking off. So got to be a little bit smarter with how you go about things. But it sounds like BYU had some success. Zach Wilson uh, showed well. Uh, talking with a couple of people, our insider included, about Wilson, they said his arm strength doesn't appear to be noticeably down from what it was a year ago. Uh, they feel like he has been very accurate. They feel like he processes information so well so that even sometimes Zach Wilson it looks like he's throwing a pass and you're wondering where he's throwing it to. He's throwing guys open and that's kind of been the biggest thing 
for the Cougars, and that will be interesting to see how he does. Uh, Matt Bushman, BYU star tight end, had a good day in the final scrimmage of fall camp, according to reports and talking with our practice insider. Sounds like he had near 10 catches, if not double-digit catches, during the scrimmage portion across all the drives that he played in. So that's a good showing if you're a Matt Bushman fan, and I am one of those fans. I'm looking forward to seeing him have a big year this year, and we'll see what happens there. Um, Some other notes coming out of this is that uh, Isaiah Heron, a cornerback BYU, has very much been counting on uh, to going into the season, kind of playing in a three-man rotation with Diane Ganwoluku and D'Angelo Mandel there at cornerback for BYU. He went down with a knee injury during yesterday's practice and did not return. The severity, according to our insider, was not known immediately, but he was expected to be checked out later. And the hope was that it wasn't too serious, but he did miss the almost the entire scrimmage after going down early in the scrimmage due to injury. We'll, of course, update you with any news we hear regarding that, but you don't want to have a major injury hit, like I said earlier, at this time of year. But hopefully Isaiah Heron, it was just a precautionary measure that took him out, and hopefully he'll be ready to go uh, come Utah, but we'll keep you updated on that. At the cornerback groups, we're going to t- chat with Gennaro Guilford in the next segment. But in terms of cornerback depth chart, it's right now it is D'Angelo Mandel on one side and Diane Gonwoluku on the other. Isaiah Heron had been uh, playing uh, quite a bit in a rotation there, like I said, but yesterday it fell to both uh, Gonwoluku and Mandel. Shaman Willis, the son of former BYU running back Jamal Willis, who was a walk-on to the BYU football program for, after transferring from Weber State, is surprisingly running number four at cornerback for BYU right now. So it's kind of been a revelation for him in fall camp to show what he's been able to do, and he'd kind of be the next guy up for BYU. Um, other things that stood out today, interesting offensive line rotation, according to our insider. Uh, BYU's offensive line, starting line for most of fall camp, has gone Brady Christensen at left tackle, Kiefer Longson at left tackle, James Empey at center, uh, Tristan Hodge at right guard, and then Harris LeChance at right tackle. But yesterday, according to our insider, BYU mixed it up, putting Chandon Herring, who had been competing with Harris LeChance at right tackle, they put him at left guard, and he's been, he played most of the time there with Keanu Saliapaga, the guy who tr- uh, moved over from the defensive line last year, started for a time at left guard. Well, they've got him, they had him at right tackle yesterday. I don't expect that to necessarily be a permanent change. I think it might have just been them mixing things up. Eric Mateos and Jeff Grimes maybe getting a look at some other guys during this scrimmage format, but an interesting note nonetheless there. A couple other things. Tyson Williams is clearly your number one running back. He will be the starting running back for BYU this season. And I know starting is a nebulous term. It could mean a guy plays 15 snaps versus a guy playing 10. But Tyson Williams is clearly BYU's top option at running back and expect to see him taking the snaps in the first series against Utah. Lopini Katoa and Emmanuel Asupa as well as Sione Finau will be part of the rotation for BYU this season. But Tyson Williams expected to be your number one back. Um, at the special positions. Jake Oldroyd looks like he might be BYU's starting punter and kicker. Ed Lamb saying yesterday that it really looked that way, that he's been the best at both positions in terms of place kicking and punting, but he said that Danny Jones might be the specialist for punting in terms of pooch punts when they need to down it inside the 10 or 5 yard line. He says he, quote, has an uncanny ability uh, doing those pooch punts, so could be an interesting rotation there, but it sounds like Jake Oldroyd could be your full-time specialist for BYU this year, kicking and punting. 
Uh, of course, Ed Lamb said the depth chart changes every day, but uh, it looks like very clearly right now that Jake Oldroyd is leading both the kicking and punting positions. Skyler Southam will be a kickoff guy, probably a longer field goal guy, and also Danny Jones sounds like more of a pooch pun, a specialist at the punter position, but interesting nonetheless there. Uh, kick returner and punt returner, according to Coach Lamb, uh, go with Oliva uh, Hifo returning punts, and then Gunnar Romney and Dax Milne doing the kick returns, which is kind of interesting. I thought they might give Luke Andrada a bigger look at those positions just with his speed, but it appears that he is firmly out of the rotation, and it'll take him some time to break in there, but we'll see what happens with that. One final note before we go in this first segment is that at defensive end, we've talked a lot about pass rush in the past on this podcast. You want to see BYU be able to get after the quarterback, but remember a couple years ago, they've used it a little bit last year as well, where they went with kind of the four big man rotation on the defensive line against run heavy teams, putting bigger bodies at defensive end to help help with the run. Well, BYU yesterday, it apparently has Brackenell Bakri running at one of the defensive end spots alongside Lorenzo Fawatea and Kairos Tonga. Zach Daw is the other defensive end in that alignment. Kind of interesting to see Brackenell Bakri playing out wide for BYU, and I hope to catch up with him to talk with him a little bit about that at some point. Uh, but interesting to hear that nonetheless. So there you go. Some of the thoughts from our practice insider, as well as others who were in attendance at the scrimmage yesterday, as well as some of the comments from the coaches. Uh, I guess Zach Wilson also saying his shoulder is 100%. We'll take him at his word and looking forward to seeing what he can do a week from today against the University of Utah there at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. All right, we will step aside here, come back on the other side. You'll be able to hear from Gennaro Guilford, BYU cornerbacks coach, with the news of Isaiah Heron going down with an injury yesterday. Like I said, we don't know much in terms of severity, but here's hoping that it's not nothing too severe and he's able to return and help BYU at, at cornerback. You'll hear from Gennaro Guilford talk about his position group next, how fall camp went for them, etc. That's all coming up next right here on Locked On Cougars. Before we go, though, reminder for you guys that Locked On NFL podcast is absolutely on fire. It's been one of the most listened to NFL shows across the podcast sphere. With the expert analysis of former NFL scout Matt Williamson and hosted by Brian Peacock, Locked On NFL is your daily national podcast on all things NFL. It includes Matt's unique takes on the game as a former scout. Follow Locked On NFL now on your favorite podcast provider. All right, we'll get back to Locked On Cougars here in just a minute, but I wanted to take a minute and talk to you today about our title sponsor on the podcast, and that is our good friends at Deseret First Credit Union. Of course, they are the proud sponsors of the Deseret First Duel, which begins next Thursday night as BYU and Utah battle on the gridiron for football supremacy. Of course, it's a season-long trophy where the team that wins the most head-to-head contest between BYU and Utah takes home the season-long trophy. BYU will be looking to go up early early in that because football is the most weighted of all of the sporting events in that next Thursday night. But Deseret First Credit Union, they also share a faith-based bond with their members and they also like to celebrate the unique goals and passions of those members. So they're asking, what is your focus right now? What's your why? Whatever it might be, have you thought about refinancing your home to save some money and help fund that passion project? Refinancing doesn't have to be hard or even cost you anything. With rates still low, now is a great time to refinance your mortgage 
and keep even more money in your pocket. Uh, Desert First Credit Union offers no-cost refinancing. You can get locked into a low rate for absolutely nothing and save potentially up to hundreds of dollars a month, guys. Check it out. The DFCU Mortgage Team will work with you to find the right loan for your financial situation, whether it's your first home, an investment property, whatever it is, they are ready to help. Call them, 801-456-7070. That's once again, 801-456-7070, or visit dfcu.com to apply in five minutes or less. Deseret First Credit Union, you know why, we show how. Membership and eligibility required, OAC, terms and conditions apply. Deseret First Credit Union is an equal housing lender. Welcome back to Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. A reminder for you guys, when you guys are out and about driving around in your car, usually listen to the radio or if you're a podcast guy or whatever you do, plug in your smart device, tell it, play podcast Locked On Cougars. That way you stay up to date with everything going on in BYU news with this daily podcast focused on BYU Locked On Cougars. I'm Jay Catch. Thanks again for joining us on a Thursday edition of the show. I had a chance to catch up with Gennaro Guilford earlier this week to talk about BYU's cornerback group, a guy who has walked the walk at BYU, and you'll hear him talk about how it helps him in recruiting to BYU's unique circumstances as a football independent, as well as being a, a sponsored member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, where it's the sponsoring institution of the university being the church. Great conversation with Gennaro, talking about his cornerbacks, what he expects from them this coming season, as well as some of his thoughts on recruiting to BYU and just his overall experience as a Cougar player and coach and playing in the rivalry game coming up against the University of Utah. So let's get to it. Gennaro Guilford right here on Locked on Cougars. As fall camp draws to a close. There's been a lot made of your position group, some of the guys didn't make it into school, etc. How do you feel your group has come along during this fall camp period? Um, you know what? Pretty good. Um, I feel we have about six or seven guys who can um, who can step in and, uh, and compete and contribute. Dimitri was a, kind of a late entrant into school. Has he been making up ground? What's it kind of been his process so far? Yeah, making up ground. Um, you can tell he um, doesn't have uh, his his legs quite yet. You know, um, those nine or ten days of, of, of practice um, definitely definitely hurt. But. Um, Receivers love love every everything about him. They said, um, you know, he's a he's a guy who's who's very patient as far as the line of scrimmage, who who, who uh, gives him a little bit of trouble as far as his press technique, and um, that's what we brought him here to do. So, Diane's making the shift back over from safety. What's been his biggest strength so far this fall camp? Um, experience. You know, he he knows um, everything I like, everything I do. I mean, it's it's a it's a benefit for him. Um, starting for me for two years you know um, so um, he knows he knows my coaching style he knows how I like to run meetings he knows everything I, I expect as far as the practice goes so um, so for him it's, it's, it's actually um, a blessing having having him back because he he becomes a extension of me as far as on the field now so I can kind of coach one side and um, if I have coach coach Fowler with me he can coach the other side but if coach Fowler is with the specialist um, Diane always takes control as far as his his side and, and coaches up the younger guys or new guys and just tell them you know their alignment assignment and stuff like that so um, it's, it's always it's always a great thing to have him back. Is that I want to ask you is, is that a big help for guys like D'Angelo Mandel and Isaiah Heron who are still kind of getting their feet underneath him in it, so to say? Oh yeah yeah absolutely. <laughs> 
absolutely. You know, and um, they've the good thing about 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 those two is they've they've um, played in games and in, in big games. You know, um, so that's that's always um, a plus. But it's always it's always good good to have a experienced vet who's been through it and knows exactly what he what he's doing and what I expect. And if, if they can't understand um, the things that. That, that I'm saying it's always good to have a player a player in my room who can um, who can translate it to them and, and then they'll they'll be able to understand it more as far as peer-to-peer learning you know guys like Shimon Willis uh, walk on here transfer from Weber State what has he shown so far in fall camp uh, you know a good good um, football IQ is very high quick quick guy good good feet understands the game and concepts and stuff like that so he brings um an aspect like a mike sheldon type type aspect that um that we lost um a guy a guy who's quick who can um make make certain reads and, and stuff like that so he's he's been um he's been a pleasure a pleasure to have and um surprise so far to be honest with you you know We've seen you guys in recruiting. You guys like to recruit. The, I guess your ideal is like a six-one, six-foot-two guy runs that sub sub-eleven second hundred meters. Is that kind of the way that this position is going even nationally? Um, you know what? It's it's um it kind of it kind of varies, you know. Um, but but from that five ten, five ten and up, and guys and guys who can run, that's kind of what guys tend to. So to look for, especially with the offenses uh, today, you know, it's, it's, it's an offensive game. You know, um, receivers can run like crazy, and if you put four or five of them out there, you got to have guys who guys who can run. Or, or if you can't, they got to understand the game. You know, um, and you have to have a mixture of both. You know, you have to have some some small nickel guys who are very very quick, cat quick, who can run and cover slot guys as well. So um, you have to have a fine um, mixture of, of, of everything. And uh, but. Um, to answer your question, I mean, yeah, we do kind of tend to look for those type of guys who can who can run, you know, and um, definitely have ball skills. Guys who aren't afraid to tackle, you know, what I'm saying so. Um, those are those are certain things that we that, that we look for, and then um, the most important, of course, here is um, fit. You know, yeah. they got to be a, a, a good fit here. Um, we've probably ran across fifty guys over the last uh, four years who. Um, who were who were great players, but just wasn't um, a, a, a BYU fit. So we so we couldn't take them. We couldn't go on them. No reason to even to even offer them. You know. So um, that's the most. That's the the first and foremost that we look for because we'll hate to bring guys here just um, to get kicked out in a month. You know. So how does it help you? Because you you've walked this walk. You've been to BYU. You've been through it all. How much does it help you in terms of recruiting these guys? Um, you know what? Tremendously. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, um, just 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 being through it and knowing what to what to expect, what's gonna what's gonna happen. Um, you know um, the the responses you will get and um, things things that you have to do to be uh, successful here. You know um, the type of kid you you have to be. And um, I mean, I tell everybody. I mean. Um, just um, depending on the type of person you are, regardless of uh, background, religion, or, or anything else, um, if, if you if you um, 
if you put family first and you put you put God first, this is a, a great place for you. Um, I, was, I always tell people, I mean, as far as my, my personal experience, I came here and everybody treated me like family from day one, um, especially a guy coming from the inner city. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. you kind of like kind of have a shell up because um everybody's so nice and you know they're but but it's but it's uh it's like genuine nice but you know but where i'm from it's like nah i mean you you're trying to be nice what do you want yeah like nah yeah okay but um but here you know it it, it was it was different and um you know once you once you're here and experience it then it's all good last thing for me is you've had some big moments in this rivalry against utah this having it the first game is it any bigger for you in any way, shape, or form than than it maybe if it was at a different different time during the season? Uh, you know what? No, not really. I mean, guys, guys have to be ready. I mean, it's rivalry week, and whether it's week one or week ten, I mean, it's blood, blood start flowing. It's, it's, it's kind of time to get it going, you know. So it is what it is. Thanks so much. Well, I appreciate you. There you go, Gennaro Guilford. Of course, that was recorded before the news yesterday as I reported in the first segment of a knee injury for Isaiah Heron. Of course, if I hear anything else, I'll make sure to pass it along to you guys. But like I said, the severity was not known. There was hope that it wouldn't be as severe and he'd be able to get back on the field in short order. But of course, we'll track that for you and make sure we knock it down. And it will knock it down. We'll make sure to report anything that comes out as we hear it coming out of BYU camp. Uh, before we go, though, today, wanted to talk about our church and state rivalry player countdown series and today is day number seven seven days away one week away from BYU and Utah kicking off things and today on the roster is George Udo and that fits actually pretty well with what we just talked about with Gennaro Guilford George Udo came in and was a guy that was could you could he play linebacker could he play running back could he play wide receiver well he's a cornerback for the time being and he has elite size for the position six foot one 203 pounds a freshman from Antioch California and Berean Christian high school. It's a small high school there in the Bay Area. And it appears so far, the early returns on this is BYU has found a gem in George Udo. Uh, We'll see what he develops into, but he's wearing the number seven this year. And I'm excited to see what he can do. He plans to major in computer science of all things. So this is a smart kid. Uh, It was the 2019 Athlete of the Year at Berean Christian and Team Defensive Player of the Year. He was a linebacker in high school, but BYU thinks he has the speed to play cornerback. And the early returns have been good so far. And we'll see how it shakes out for him. I'm excited to see how this kid develops. Like I said, elite size for the position, playing cornerback for BYU. If he continues to grow, I could see him moving into some other positions, safety or linebacker potentially. But for the time being, it appears that he is set at cornerback and very much a promising prospect at that position, working with guys like Gennaro Guilford and BYU defensive coordinator Elisa Tuiaki. All right, there you go. George Udo, number seven in our church and state rivalry player countdown series. We're just one week away. It's exciting, folks. Get ready. It is coming quick. All right, we'll step aside here, come back on the other side, catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. The fall sports season starts in earnest tonight down in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. We'll tell you about that next. Before we go, a reminder for you guys to check out the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you listen to Vinny Iyer, who has covered fantasy football for 20 years, and get the edge that will keep you ahead on game day and also keep you ahead all season long. Vinny does a great job with this daily podcast, all focused on fantasy football. I would encourage you guys to download the show now on your favorite podcast provider, and that way you win your fantasy football league and hopefully, you know, win some money. So check it out, guys. Locked On Fantasy Football, proud partner of Locked On Cougars and the Locked On Podcast Network. 
close out today's edition of Locked On Cougars. I want to thank you guys once again for your continued support of the show. Please continue to give us good ratings and reviews, those five-star reviews, particularly particularly on Apple Podcasts or worth their weight in podcast gold. And I thank you guys in advance for your support of the podcast. Our download numbers continue to fly through the roof. Proud to have new sponsors on board with the podcast. It has just been an absolute blast this past month covering fall camp for BYU. And now we are headed into the season and I can't, couldn't be more excited and want to thank each and every one of you who have supported the show. A couple of news items for you in, other, in terms of other BYU sports news is that the BYU fall sports season begins in earnest today in Tuscaloosa, Alabama as BYU women's soccer faces off against uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide. They'll have a two-game road trip this weekend uh, going to Alabama tonight and then facing off against Mississippi State, another SEC team on August 24th exciting times. The season is here. Uh, If you want to watch that, you can watch it on the, I believe it's on SEC Network, if I'm not mistaken. If not, my apologies, but it's scheduled for 6 o'clock Mountain Time tonight. BYU and Alabama doing battle at Alabama Soccer Stadium. There will be a live broadcast from the BYU Sports Network. Greg Rubel expected to be on the call for that, so check that out, guys. It's crazy. The fall sports season is underway and Jennifer Rockwood's team looking mighty strong. And evidence of that came earlier this week when BYU was named as the co-favorite with Santa Clara to win the 2019 West Coast Conference title. Uh, Both teams settled on 77 total points in the preseason poll, each splitting uh, with five first place votes. So they are truly even at the top of the conference. Pepperdine was number three, followed by Portland at number four. So BYU expected to be a a contender this year as they normally are in the West Coast Conference. Santa Clara very strong in their own right. BYU had a fantastic breakout season a year ago and I think they're being rewarded for that by being one of the favorites this year. A few players two players from BYU named to the all preseason team from BYU and they're the two players you would expect to hear. The Mac Herman Trophy Award watchlist honorees. Michaela Coulihan the junior midfielder as well as Elise Flake a senior forward for BYU both named the 2019 All-WCC Women's Soccer preseason team. So congratulations on those honors to Jennifer Rockwood and her program. Congratulations individually to Michaela Coulihan and Elise Flake. And looking forward to seeing how they do in Alabama tonight. We'll have a report on that game tomorrow on the podcast. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the show. Please follow us on social media, Locked on Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Follow me at Jacob C. Hatch. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show really does help us out and if you'd like to drop us a note via email you can do that as well locked on byu at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you guys if you would rather reach out that way but i hope you guys have a great rest of whatever's left of your thursday whenever you hear this and we will talk to you soon this has been locked on cougars for august 22nd 2019